Bartags! What is your profession? Welcome to Wolverine Nation. I say what I mean, I mean what I say, and I say what needs to be said. Global leader in military combatives. 45 martial arts world titles. Renowned actor, writer, and a malicious warrior with brutally honest opinions. This may step on some people's toes. If it does, then you're a special kind of stupid. <laughs> Are you kidding me, buddy? This is America's Sheepdog. Kicking it with the Wolverine. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ironside. And once again, I have the great pleasure to introduce the one, the only, the Wolverine. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Hope you're doing good. Yeah, well, you'll you'll be back here soon. We'll be we'll be getting yes, at it and sir. and uh, but yeah, so here we are with kicking it with the Wolverine. Well, the well, I say what I'm is, is my bruises and contusions are all healing up. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that that's yeah. good. Well, here we here we go with uh with kicking it with the Wolverine. Well, I say what I mean. I mean what I say, and I say what needs to be said. And uh, We'll just start out the show today as we as we always do with motivational and muscle up Monday and our, our hard to kill uh, section, and uh, you know try to get people motivated and try to get people in the gym. And uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is um, getting people to to supplement right. You know, a lot of yeah. people get in the gym and they work out, but without the proper nutrition, then you just kind of trying to throw spaghetti so to speak against the wall and see if it sticks you, you're not going to be able to get the gains you're not that getting you're, the maximum benefit right you're no not getting you're not getting the benefits you're not getting the gains um okay. that that you want to be getting so for people that are wanting to lose weight or gain uh protein is a big big deal because the protein intake is going to help them burn more body fat and um it also helps you know, to build that muscle mass if you're smaller and you're trying to get bigger, which if you're on a, a, a bulking program, you want to be about 50-50. Some people go a little more on the carbs and they do the protein if they're bulking, but I, I like to just stick with 50-50 because I don't want to be putting on too much fat that you just have to burn off later. Um, so it's better, you know, I just, I just stick to a, a 50-50 type deal on that. But if you're just looking to add that lean muscle mass, then obviously you want to keep your protein intake higher than your carb level. You just want to make sure you have enough carb intake to keep your energy sustained so you can get good workouts and things of that nature. And then that, that will help you bulk. And if you're trying to lose that weight, then obviously the workouts and the high protein will start helping you lose that weight and, and build muscle because where there's more protein in the body, then there's obviously more fat burning going on because muscle burns fat because it needs that fat for energy. So right. that that's a that's a good um, good rule of thumb. But then also you want to make sure that you take plenty of vitamins especially right now with uh a lot of the stuff i'm seeing with these uh 
unfortunately new viruses and things that are supposedly coming out are headed our way um, vitamin c is going to be essential to helping with things like that and always keeping uh, your vitamin d up and zinc a magnesium that kind of stuff so you're really keeping your body running maximized and so I, a good multivitamin if you don't want to take individual vitamins i take a multivitamin and i take a handful of other stuff but i have diabetes so i try to keep these levels of other things higher and i'm like right now i need to i, I need to go through and and uh restore my my vitamin bank as you will to get all the stuff back in there that i need so it just keeps your body running the way it the way it needs to uh, go because you just you just don't have time to eat or you can't it's hard to consume everything you need to to maintain your body the way you need it and right. you know fruits and vegetables are a big part of that, that that you need to take in and um so that that's something that you need to make sure that it, in in your your diet program that you're you're keeping up with that kind of stuff and making sure you stay super hydrated especially during these hot months. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's something that we gotta we gotta do and and uh, stick with. And that just Don't reminded those me, electrolytes. right? That just reminded me. I've been asked to do a video about that and staying hydrated, and I've had so much to do, I forgot. So I need, I guess, when I get off the radio show, I'll send that guy a text and see if he still wants to do that and try to get Wyatt and him to set the cameras up and get that filmed on uh, Tuesday or something when we have a smaller group, but. Uh, we'll do that. So you went down. Also, we'll talk about you went down to uh, the USA Hall of Fame, uh, Dr. Yes, John right Terry's there. thing, represented. Um, yes. Yeah. Tell us about tell us about how that went. Oh, it was great. Uh, got to got to see uh, a lot more uh, friends that I made uh, last year and throughout the year, and uh, got to learn a couple of new uh, different techniques and I was honored also to be asked to uh, participate in the uh, Chung Ji Do uh, seminar which I was thrilled to do uh, and uh, also Dr. Terry told me that uh, next year you and I will be inducted in again well me for a second time you for a first time I believe and uh very excited about that because anytime I can do something with my little brother, boy, God, you know I'm excited about that because you know I need somebody to push the wheelchair. Yeah, well, I've turned but them. The only problem is I don't mind you pushing it. I just need somebody that's not going to dump me out of it. Yeah, well, the the thing of it is, is I've turned him down like three years in a row. So I know but that. Yeah, but you got your little brother here that needs your help. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I've turned him down three years in a row. <laughs> So that's why if I go, it'll be my first induction because I've, you know, I've just, I'd got well, to the point where uh, there's, uh, I, you know, there's one thing about being honored. Winning 45 world titles is one thing, but I, 100. I'd got to the point where there's so many people selling egos out there. I would just, I was like, I'm not going to any more of these Hall of Fames because there's too many people being inducted into these things that um, hasn't really done anything. So I was just to the point where I was like, nah. Forget it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. Well, that's why I talked with you because if you remember, I was going through a struggle myself because 
I didn't want to get these honors and be one of those, you know, paper tigers and, you know, feeling like I was stealing somebody's accolades. And, of course, you you, you jerked a knot in my patootie quicker than I could uh, turn my head. So, uh, but, yeah, no. And if anybody should ever be inducted into every single Hall of Fame, it's definitely you. You know, I'm going to sing your accolades because, I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, aren't you in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most – winning martial art families well in europe uh in europe our family is considered the most winning martial arts family now if you actually if you did the math we would be the most winning martial arts family here uh due to the fact that myself at the time myself alex Holly, uh you know kira everybody was competing so there was five of us competing and five of us winning, and, uh, com- you know, we competed in every single NBL competition there was. And then when uh, we made the switch to NASCAR, competed in every NASCAR competition as far as the world tour. We hit every every competition on the world tour and competing in multiple events. Um, you know, Alex would do sometimes up to 24 events in the world championships and at least 15 events per competition. Um, And doing 15 events per competition, she would, uh, you know, knock on wood and and thank God that she had the training and and she pushed it and would win pretty much 15 first place at every competition. So literally no lie, we would go to competition and when we would be in the competition – People would come up and bring us their their uh, ticket where they had won first, second, or third because they would see this huge stack of trophies lined up, and they thought that's where they would go to get the trophies, and I would have to tell them, no, this is my team's trophies. This is our trophies. And literally, we had to start. This is no lie. We literally had to start pulling a trailer to haul the trophies back. We started pulling an enclosed trailer and started pulling them back because we would go to competition and Alex would have, you know, at least a minimum of, you know, 10 first place at at the least first place trophies. And these trophies are five to six feet tall. I would have at least four. Highly would have five or six. You know, we everybody had, you know, it was so many dang trophies. And then just our team in general because we had so many people competing on our team that we would have so many daggone trophies, we just didn't have room to put them because, you know, a lot of people are traveling in cars and then their kid wins, you know, four first-place trophies. It's hard to get four first-place six-foot-tall or five-foot-tall trophies <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a vehicle on the way right. back. And then they were giving out the NBL at one time, like uh, at uh, Sensei Earwoods and, and different places. They would give out motorcycles and Cedos, and we were winning that kind of stuff. So we would be taking the trailer, loading up motorcycles, four-wheelers. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it was it was good just beside the, the cash prizes that we were uh, getting. But, yeah, we really did a lot of winning, and that's but what I say. Call me out if I'm exaggerating. Little brother, little brother, because I mean, being a Marine, I, I admit, I, I will exaggerate a little, but I mean, is there a place in that gym that there are not trophies? Let oh, alone no. how many you guys threw away? Oh yeah, there was no place to put them, and they, they, it would be so many on a shelf, ladies and gentlemen. I joke you not that the darn shelves 
would fall down and the and the trophies would break because there were so many. Yeah. And it was just ridiculous. And we had to get rid of a lot because I'm sure we had, I mean, we had a break in. I'm sure it was uh, another would be martial arts school that was, you know, in the area, but they broke in and they ripped down all our trophy things off of the wall and stomped them and stuff. So we had to throw away a bunch of trophies. So, um, but, you know, we replenished them so it don't look like we're missing any. Uh, so, you know, actually, actually we could do a, a house cleaning and get rid of a bunch more. Literally, uh, people say, well, you know, you do all this competing and, you know, you, you got this ego, you talk about your trophies. Literally, I have an office where nobody goes into and sees, and my back wall oh. has just from one year's just, competing, I couldn't even tell you how many trophies and then how many Hall of Fames. And that's why, you know, uh, and then I have a, I have a stack of gold medals right behind me that I couldn't even tell you how many gold medals is in that stack. But I know that at the U S open, I took like seven or eight first place. So, uh, I have a stack of it that I've not even put out my world title certificates that I won from NASCA. I've not even put on up or put in frames or put on the wall. They're, they're still, I got, I got <laughs> stacks of them in files that I've never even put up. So when people say anything about ego, it's not no. an ego. I'm just talking right now because we're just talking about yeah. what we're doing. But it's, uh, it, it, I don't even have them up. I don't even have that stuff displayed. And, um, you know. You don't need to brag. I'll brag for you a little well, bit. Well, you know, it's just <laughs> like, it, well, you know, the whole thing about it is, is, is my point was we, we've really won a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Alex and I, you know, going all the way on America's Got Talent, uh, a lot of the movie stuff we do, and then you, it just got to the point where I'm not about, uh, you know, people can say whatever, but it's it's to me it's not about ego, and uh, you know, if they knew how many how many Hall of Fames I've turned down, and and right. there's nothing wrong with the USA Hall of Fame, you know, it's a great thing. Uh, but you know, like I say, um, I've turned it down three years in a row. Uh, Chuck Norris just got inducted, you know, into the London hall of fame. I've turned that down two years in a row. Um, I can't even tell you how many other hall of fames that I've turned down. And, you know, professor Gary Lee, he gets on to me, telling me I need to, to take them. And, uh, you know, I guess I will. The only reason I agreed to start back and, and take this one, uh, from Terry wanted me to teach a seminar there and that's that's all well and good too yes. but you know it's, it just gets the point across because i want real martial arts to get out there because i just get sick and tired of hearing people talk about their you know stuff that they're teaching that is going to save lives and i look at it i'm like this is absolutely not going to save a life but if we keep what we're doing with the last defense stuff a secret um it's going to be worse but we've work things out with our contract so that we don't have to, we can now start, you know, training whoever we want to um, with that and not have to non-disclose it, you know, because of uh, training the government. So now we've reached the status where we can uh, start opening it up to more training and doing stuff like that. But, you know, I had just got to the point where I had just, um, I just got tired of seeing people overlooked that maybe had one stuff and then, uh, being in a hall of fame with people that, you know, I'd talk to and then, you know, they've not done anything and it's, it's okay. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, everybody's not a competitor and that's okay. But when you look at it, a hall of fame, in my opinion, a hall of fame should be for people that have, 
um, accomplished a lot in in a you know in doing something. A lot of these Hall of Fames go, yeah, well, this person uh, trained, you know, they're training people and they're changing lives. Well, that's good, you know. Hopefully, all martial artists that are training people are changing lives. Uh, most people that train in the martial arts are overcoming something or training in the martial arts because they're trying to overcome something. So that is that is another good reason. Mm-hmm. However, that don't set people apart far as, you know, you're looking to um, a lot of these places sell books and stuff, and they're selling books off of, uh, you know, support this book because uh, Superfoot Bill Wallace is in it, and, you know, he won, you know, some world titles, like a handful, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's all well and good and not knocking Bill Wallace, by the way, but it, just using him as an example as, as how they will use somebody that, that has fame to sell that book. But, you know, then you say, well, we're doing this, but you're filling the book full of people that hasn't done anything, but that's okay. But then again, it's just, you know, to me, it just got to be more about money yeah. than it was about respecting the martial artist. And, uh, well, that's I just had, had to, I just had to, I just had to step back for a minute and, uh, I just started focusing on the tactical combatives, especially the way the world was today. I could have spent my time working on competition and still competing. And if, uh, you know, the the world don't change and the way we feel like it's going to change, then, you know, while it will continue to go back and I'll be competing again. The thing about it is uh, I'm the Wolverine, so when I compete, I compete against hostile judges, not only just the competitors. <laughs> so... Uh, well, you know what Mama said when they're jealous. Well, yeah, they're going to pick on you. But then again, when they're picking on you, they're giving somebody else a break. So yeah, but I just, you know, I just got to the point where um, it, it was more about, you know, it didn't really matter. I started thinking back to the the early days of martial arts. It, it wasn't about that. And when when uh, mm-hmm. I started first competing with Joe Lewis. Uh, he would have me give my trophies away. If I won first place, he'd have me give it to some kid that didn't win um, because he didn't want me to be about competition. And mm-hmm. Alex would win her divisions and run, hand me her ticket each time she won. She would give me her first place ticket. And she never even, I mean, a few times early on in her career, her and I would go up for photo ops and, you know, we get pictures of us getting her trophies for the first time, you know, stuff like that. But after that, she would just hand me her tickets, and I would go up at the end of the day with 15 first-place tickets, and I would just spread them out across the thing, and they would just look at me weird. I mean, literally, I have, no lie, I have cases and cases of where they had went for a while to plaques, and I literally have cases and cases of first-place plaques where they just said, here, just take these cases and they're they didn't even open them they had put them in the cases to bring the competition wow. they said first place and i've just got them stacked up in the back on top of each other that that and and i had several cases get ruined just with water damage when we had a roof leak yeah. but just cases and cases just where it's like okay and then under the octagon uh full of stuff and then around the octagon here in the gym we've probably got 30 uh MMA title belts from where we've won MMA and kickboxing competitions. And, uh, you know, so I just turned it back into more. Uh, I just wanted to t- give things back more to the people and focus on real-world combatives 
and then if we decided to have a team, we'll have a team and do stuff. But I wanted people, especially with the as expensive as the competitions is, to do that. And then with the expense, you know, how inflation and gas is up, um, it's hard enough to to raise money to get your team traveling to these places when times are good and when times are hard and it's hard to get money. It's really hard to raise money for a competition team when people are just trying to get money and food on their table and it's really hard to ask parents hey your kid needs you know three to four different uniforms they need sparring gear they need weapons they need you know uh, then we're going to competition they need food money travel money room money so it's just you know entry fee money it's just really hard to do that so i just said you know what the the way the world is turning right now let me just focus my attention on tactical combatives instead of the prize ring and just put more energy into training people to actually be able to defend themselves and so that's what we're doing right now and um i I think that's to me it's it's just as satisfying i mean i miss the competition i miss hearing people scream and holler for you i miss you know cheering my daughters on i miss hearing them cheer me on you know there's nothing like competing and hearing go daddy or get them daddy or you know stuff like that but uh, and i loved cheering them on and seeing them win and i love seeing my team win but it's also a uh, better knowing because i'm seeing the change in a lot of people that are that are really sticking to the tactical combative such as you know well, you and and a lot of the people that we have that are really focused on that and seeing the change and the uh the smiles you might not be winning a trophy but the 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 self-confidence that has yes. come with that and the self-assurance is just as important as winning a trophy. And I just, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there in the martial arts world. Unfortunately, it's a sport. And in all sports and in martial arts, nobody wants to talk about it. They want to say, hey, well, you know, everybody, I have these black belts go, oh, we got integrity. We wouldn't cheat. But but they, they do. And uh, it's, it, it's rampant. Yeah. Exactly. It's human. And and they do. They have their favorites, and they have the people they don't like, and they don't like people like me because I have a huge team. And when I take my team to competition, I study the rule book, and I will know every rule in that book better than the person running that competition. And the reason why is because if anything happens, it would be up to the coaches to arbitrate the decision of the judges. And 99% of the time, over half of the judges don't show up to the rules meeting, so they have no idea what the rules actually are. So they just go on their own opinion. And you'll have judges sitting there that are Japanese stylists or Taekwondo stylists or Kempo stylists, and they're judging somebody in another style, and they're like, well, I don't like that. We don't do that, so I scored that person low because I would never do that or I would never teach that. Well, that's not what the, the rules are. The, the rules right. are this. So just stick by the rules. Um, so, you know, with the cheating and stuff like that, I don't want my students to feel like they have to be validated by that. And the fact that Joe Lewis was a hard competitor and, you know, he made lots of friends, but he also made lots of enemies. I am the same way. I compete hard. I don't go in to make friends. I, when I'm competing, I go in to win and I go in to compete at the best of my abilities and to honor Joe Lewis, Bill Wallace, Michael D. Pasquale, Professor Gary Lee, and and Osensei Earwood, 
And uh, so that is my main focus is bringing honor to my teachers over myself. I I take it personal because I am showcasing what I was taught by my teachers, and I want them to get the honor and glory. And I've had people comment to me saying, I noticed in your Facebook post, you always talk about what your team did first and then you last, but you always thank God first and then tell everybody what your team has done before you say some of the stuff you have done. And then well, I just had, so people know, little brother, you are always praising me, and you never praise yourself. You, you've always done that since the first day I've showed up at the gym, and I am glad you have gone the route you have because – you help because, you know, I was good when I had legs, but you had to fine-tune me and drill into my head that I still have worth. I still have value. I am still deadly if I choose to be. And you literally beat that into me because I was such a jughead and just kept arguing, no, I could do this if I want. Well, then show me. You went the uh, Joe Lewis route. Uh, well, get on the mat and show me. And, I mean, thank God you went the route you did because I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. And how much did you have to fight with me to get me to believe that I had the skill that I had or that I deserved whatever accolade that I have? Because you and I had the conversation. I was feeling terribly guilty about winning all these awards and uh, – you know, uh, 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 promotions, and you had to be real brutal with me. And that's the one thing I love about you is you don't can't candy coat nothing. You don't give a rat's ass what other people think or their feelings. You're going to be honest with them. And you got to respect somebody that can be honest with you. Yeah, well, you know, I try to I try to let people know, and, and I do that not to be ugly. No. But, but I do that because, you know um, – when we were doing America's Got Talent, Simon Cowell had made a point, and I had always already, because of Joe, been brutally honest with most people because Joe would have people come up uh, when we would go do seminars. Uh, we did a seminar one time for a, a kung fu school, and we're standing there, and there's probably, at this time, there's probably 200 or so <laughs> kung fu people in this room and joe was right standing up there and he said look it's finger painting it's just, these techniques are two thousand years old they don't work and i'm sitting there going are you are you are you just trying to get us killed or are you just trying to test our metal to see you know but but you know it's just that's just the way it was but he, but it's honest yeah. it's the honest truth right and i see people going and doing all this stuff today and it's just like we talked about when we seen uh, at the, the seminar, I'm not going to mention where, but uh, the guy was teaching people to, you know, put block the knife, put it in, in the crook of the arm, and they're bending the knife, and the knife is oh. coming back and hitting them, and put it in the yeah. bend of your elbow, and then just bend your elbow up on it and hold that knife. Listen, you're not going to hold that knife. I, I will tell you right now, I have girls that are trained. Kira, my youngest daughter, um, oh. she is she is trained so good that if if a grown man approaches her and tries to do anything to her and the school calls me or anybody calls me and says, look, somebody just tried to rape Kira or 
you know, one of these cross-dressers went in the bathroom and then tried to attack her, my first question is going to be, okay, how bad are they? Yeah, how did, bad did she hurt them? Uh, yeah, did she kill them, or are they still in? Because if she has a blade in her hand, I mean, they are oh. going to. she's going to turn them into mince meat. I mean, Ava, you know, I mean, yeah, and all the girls are training that same way, and they have to. And the, the thing of it is, is we train people. You've got to train the squeamish out. Uh, people don't realize that in a real fight, you have to be animalistic in your approach, and it takes a greater violence to curb violence. And so you have to have a there's, a, there's a bad violence and a good violence. And that's what people don't understand. They look at that, that anything that, like what we do, martial arts or anything like that, or combatives, as a lot of people look at it as a violence. No, if you're stopping someone from injuring you that is trying to take your property or take you uh, you know, in the, such as the case of uh, raping someone or doing something like that, then they are trying to take that from you. Then you have to, um, you have to do something, and yeah. uh, you have a right to keep it. Y- yeah, and you have to be, you have to be um, v- very skilled at what you do, and that that takes practicing to where there's no hesitation. And when you're Mentally dealing with and physically, that's yes, where people think it's just physical. No, no, it's that's more one of the things you emphasize is how yeah. important the mental aspect. It's eighty percent mental and twenty percent physical. You know, 100%. it it just takes you see more of the physical training. Like I went, oh, when I went to pick up, so you know, the VA finally got the little patch that goes on the back of my arm. They're trying that again because they got a new version, so it's. It's good to get that. So with my with my um, insurance and all that stuff, which I like to go the private route, and uh, that way you get more, you yeah. get more. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Um, yes, because me and you both went to the VA here when you was here last, oh. and you see how that worked out. And uh, to give a woodpecker a headache. That just give us both high blood pressure. So oh. you end up leaving. You end up leaving feeling worse about yourself and so pissed off. That you, 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 we had to take me right over to the emergency yeah. room at the hospital. Yeah, my blood pressure was so high I was yeah. gonna have a stroke. Yeah, and yeah, uh, fact. yeah, that is a fact. That is actually a true story. And uh, but you know, with with that being said, you know, they they give me that patch. So I walk up to the counter and I'm telling that guy, and I said, you know, and I'm telling that, and he said, I said, well, you know, hopefully we won't have a war with the insurance company because you know uh, you were here when the VA said, well, we need a second opinion. Yeah. On whether you got diabetes or not. Now I mean, they've been having a blood test as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You either have it or you don't. I mean <laughs> I, I, I so I've had it for eight years. I've never asked for any kind of crazy medicine. I just take the BSA give me, which is metformin and glyburide, you know. That and right. uh, and anything else it's like, oh well, that's 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 too expensive. That's we don't do that. We we don't we got we got to fill out paperwork for that and then so finally you know as well as I do how much we had to go through just to get my medicine that I just got last month and this has been going on for over eight months trying to get yeah. a, an actual Four better me sitting there and my blood pressure going up watching what you were going through right. And so I was just finally like, I just can't keep doing this. It's And, you know, I told Audrey, my wife, I was like, look, I'm going to die 
if uh, or you know lose limbs if I don't just go the private route and get things done. And then you was yep. in total agreement, and then it still took forever because you still got to have OKs. Yeah, and and. Right. So finally got that, so I walk up there, and I'm getting that stuff, and I said, well, hopefully we won't have a war on this. And he said, yeah. He said, well, I can tell you, you know, I understand. He said, you know, I know when you go in there, they see you, and they're like, okay, this, <laughs> there's no way this guy has diabetes. He said yeah, because, you know. like Adonis. Yeah, he was like, this, you know, I, I, you don't look like it. He said, but, you know, I have your records, and I've been – your pharmacist for eight years now, you definitely have diabetes. And you have never tried to get any kind of, I guess, some of the diabetic medicine because some people want diabetic medicine just to lose weight. So they're iffy on giving that. But the people in the offices, they don't see what kind of shape I'm in. So they think, well, maybe this guy's just trying to get something because they look in my records and see, Oh, he's running a fitness center and a martial arts school. So maybe he's just trying to use this. Maybe he's not really diabetic. The people that are looking at me when I'm at the doctor's office, the doctors are like, well, you don't look diabetic, you know. So it it, should have been in a diabetic shock at least a dozen times while I was there. Yeah, yeah, because my blood was literally four and 500. I mean, literally. You were up way past that. Quite a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, and four hundred would have been a good day. Yeah, and 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 I work out like a dang maniac. I mean, I I yeah. I, I mean, I'm throwing around some some heavy weight, not bragging, yeah. but when no, I I'll do that for you, buddy. I'll tell you, it's crazy watching this man. It is unbelievable, and not only that, but the will he just goes, 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 and that's only on if he's lucky. Two or three hours sleep. I mean, the man never stops. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, and it, it drives me crazy. And and I was talking to Gunny Cummins, and he said the same thing. I said, I guess it's just a marine thing. He said, No, that's always just been you. We just capitalized on that. You just had this, this, this. I'm not stopping for shit. You know, right. I'm just going to just keep going right. if I if I just die. I mean. Yesterday, yep. you know how when we, I forget what, oh, the traveling, when we was traveling and your legs swelled because being in a wheelchair and you yep. having heart problems, you know, your legs swole. And, I mean, you was literally pushing your finger in. You could have set up, you know, set up something down in there. I mean, we could have literally. Yeah, I could at least. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. So, um, you know, my legs are, are pretty tight. There's not any fat on there. So, last night we just went shopping because trying to get groceries ordered something you know why it is but then they couldn't deliver them to like monday and you know how audrey is she wants to cook all day on sunday uh because she does take great care of me i mean she makes me protein food she makes me breakfast you know i'm spoiled i'm spoiled she she spoils me i know she's got everything right down i mean it is like clockwork that lady is a magician as <laughs> yeah. far as uh, a joke, no joke. People, you know, it's true. I mean, the lady's a magician. Well, she does a lot of good. She does. She does good because then she has to study for all that 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 stuff she does yeah. with the brain and the behaviors yep. and all that stuff, and then her job and it's, you know, so she does good and then works out, trains, does karate. So when people tell me they don't have time, 
I look at her schedule and I'm like, well, if she can make time, anybody can make time. You know, and most people's like, well, I don't have time because I got to go home and watch TV for four hours in the afternoon. How am, I, can relax. how am I supposed to get to karate, sir, when I got to watch TV for four hours? What do you? I got to. How, how am I supposed to go work out? When am I supposed to watch my, my TV show? Right. Uh, what, what, well, you might want to give that up there, buddy. Cup. You know. So, yeah. So, you, but, you know, but with that, we even with. So, uh, I, I've even just chattered on on this show just about the karate stuff. Till, but I decided that we would instead. People may not want to hear this, but then they may. But I just thought, you know, we'd talk very little about what's in the news and give everybody a break because they may be sick of hearing oh. it. But we just talk about, you know, stuff like this. But then, you know, you brought up the award. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, talking about getting the the exercise and getting the medicine and stuff like that with you know getting the uh, patch thing it goes back on you you know like yesterday my dog was he was all on me about uh ost is good so i had him back oh. out and he was bumping me and pushing me at walmart you know going okay you gotta you gotta get somewhere but like last night when i got in my legs was so swollen and tight they they hurt so it felt like it's gonna split you know um because oh, yeah. they had swollen but so it's good that i got this uh this thing on so i finally got that on today I got all that going. So now my thing is going to be trying to keep it on because the first time it was like they pop off, pop off, pop off. So hopefully um, this new stuff. No, though, Oz is your service dog. Oh, yeah. And I mean one hell of a service dog. Yeah, he's. Oh, he, my God. Yeah, he, he, he takes care of you like like a nanny. Yeah, he is actually. Uh, that dog's actually so smart. I think he has a second job doing accounting and stuff yeah. when I'm. <laughs> When I'm not, because that he dog, I mean, he is, he really is. People asked me when they seen him out yesterday, they was like, well, how long did it take you to get him to wear those shoes? Because I put shoes on my dog because people don't understand that the asphalt outside and ladies and gentlemen, it's summer. So let's talk about that for a second. If you have a pet and you just take them on a walk and they walk on cement or asphalt or even sand, the those those surfaces get three times the temperature of whatever the temperature is outside. So if the temperature's ninety five outside, in which here in Florida has been ninety eight, ninety nine, a hundred, so you times that times three, that that would be yep. let's just use a hundred right for example. So you're looking at three hundred degrees, and that just burns their paws off. So my dogs in the summer all wear shoes, and people's like, how long did it get you to take? to get him to wear those shoes. I was like, well, he was, he's so smart that I put the shoes on him day one and he was already like, um, I don't know, because most of the time I would carry him when he was smaller. So he'd never touch the pavement. Cause I'd just pick him up and towed him in places. But as soon as I put the shoes on him at first, he did the picking his feet up like he's walking yeah, through like deep mud. But what I did is I just, I downed him, you know, give him his command to down and stay and i just took off running and i got about 50 yards out ahead of him and i stopped and i just called him and i mean he just jumped up and just bolted to me like like a rocket and once he realized oh okay i, I just ran over here he did he wasn't lifting his because his instinct took over to get to me so he right. got to me so fast he was like oh okay well okay this ain't that bad i can i can walk in these shoes and um you know uh, 
get around in these in these shoes. So so he's just he's just naturally now walking around in those shoes, and and so now it's just he knows he sees me coming with him. He's just like, okay, I'm wearing the shoes. It must be summertime, so he just puts them on. Um, but yeah, with that being said, you know that we've definitely done a lot of talk on on you know martial arts, and and the reason why I decided to switch over to teaching combative. So we'll we'll burn the last fifteen minutes of the show. You know, talking about some current events. Of course, there's more stuff coming with uh, Donald Trump. You know, they're going to try to indict him some more for the January 6th stuff. I'm surprised they hadn't done it already. They said he only had four days, so I guess it was uh, three days last week and then Monday. I don't know what, but I'm sure that'll be taking place. And then, um, you know, we still got all the song and dance going over in Russia. Russia hit uh, Ukraine and, and, you know, killed some more people today with some stuff. And then uh, the news reports, they report on how Russia just hit Ukraine and killed people, but then they said, you know, the Ukraine has took back about half of the land that Russia had previously seized. Um, so I, I I don't know. And then now Russia or Ukraine's using cluster bombs. I do know one thing. You can't believe 98% of anything you hear on the news. 98% right. of anything you hear on the news. And everything's a song and dance and head. I will tell you this. A lot of banks are going digital. Uh, the 18th is when it took old which we talked about on the last show which was yeah. tuesday and then they the on tuesday 120 banks went ahead and rolled out a digital platform i know i got an email i don't know if you did if you've checked your emails from yeah, uh, uh canada well no I, we got a email i got an email from uh navy federal saying you know that i needed to I, I i have the app as you do so we can check our account but uh, it had uh, it said, Dean. You know, now you can go digital. You know, get the digital oh, platform, no, so you can do no, your digital bank. And then Wyatt, one of my students, uh, one of my top guys, he comes in uh, Friday and he's like, "Hey, Grandmaster, uh, Wells Fargo and, and J.P. Morgan just went digital." And uh, I said, "With the currency and he dollar," and he said, "No, but the, they went digital. Far as they're going to start card. the digital is." the prelude to the digital currency yes um so you know he was like yeah and i said well they've all you know they'd already done that and he said well it said they're the first two i said well I, they can say what they want to but i had to go back and show him the newsmax article where 120 banks had already went digital so it's right. it's it's it, you know so that just shows you about the news because if you didn't see that then you you don't even know that 120 banks now plus so then they that that's how they add things. Oh well, these two banks are the first to go. Well, it, that's not so. So other banks are going. So it's all and talking to Justin, that's our tech guy. Everything is 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 working out so sneakily with that stuff that you know people need to be ready to protect themselves on it. Americans need to take a stand on it. And there's a lot of red states that are you know putting things into place to ban digital currency in their state but you know i i really don't know how that's going to be possible when currency yeah. is federal exactly you know and you can yeah. say well we're not using it let's like, say florida well okay so florida can trade with inside florida with florida money or with the the old currency but you couldn't order anything offline without it be digital and then if the power companies or water companies or any of your bills uh, 
you know, adhere to the federal stuff and go, then you have to pay with a digital currency. And then what's the digital currency ratio when you see the stuff from these other countries that they're rolling it out in? Uh, these people are really upset, and I'm assuming that they're upset because they realize they just lost their money. I saw videos of the Nigerian president telling his people, hey, look, if you've got any currency, uh, you know, you've got a couple weeks to spend it because after that it won't be worth anything. So uh, that's telling me that they're not giving you a digital dollar for a, your current dollar currency um, right. if they tell you to spend it because it's not going to be worth anything. Worth why, why would they just say, hey, don't worry about it. Whatever you got in the bank is going to be converted over into a digital dollar, so you'll still have the same amount of money. They, that's not what they said. They said spend it because it's not going to be worth anything, you know, and you can't spend it anywhere. So if it converted, then that would be all well and good. So we don't know there, and we don't know what's going on. There's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on. Out in the sea with China, reports that we've uh, shot down some Chinese stuff, so you yeah, never okay. know what kind of backlash. There's a video of us shooting down a Chinese uh, fighter jet and also word that we shot down a Chinese helicopter. Now, if that's the case, the news is not reporting it, I'm sure, for several reasons. One, they don't want to create widestream panic. Two, they're probably told not to. And three... Uh, it may just be, you know, it's just it's just kind of a hush-hush thing or eh, it's not really news that they think of, but China may be just letting them build up and letting the United States strike them a couple times so that they can eventually say, hey, look at all this damage you've done to us and we've not right. killed any of you people. Because obviously, obviously, if we have, and this is allegedly, if we have shot down allegedly a helicopter and if we have allegedly shot down a fighter jet, A, that's a lot of money that we just wasted to China's because we just blew their aircraft out of the sky. Two, those are Chinese lives that that were just taken. So, you know, there's going to come a point where, you know, push comes to shove and everybody talks about how, and, and you know as well as I do, I believe the United States is the greatest place to be and i believe that our military is the strongest in the world when it's on its a game but right now we're more concerned about uh coddling transgenders than uh, coddling cross-dressers than we are building warriors and what we should be worried about is uh the military has become political on don't say this don't say that it used to be you know uh just don't tell or yeah whatever (laughs) but now these these guys that are that are cross-dressers and and ladies they can deny they can just say hey i don't want to go on deployment and then they're like okay yeah and so you're not building a strong military the morale is down and our our uh signups are down from what they were and that's a very sad thing and the rest of the country knows that and then when you got a president like joe biden that makes us look uh, as weak as he has made us look, I mean, he could not make us look any weaker. And then all the stuff. Oh, with, don't challenge him. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, he is. Uh, you know, he he with all the stuff coming out in the White House, the cocaine. Of course, they can't find out whose that was. But uh, 
you know, and all that stuff. It's just this is the craziest times. I just my brain just needed a break. It's just craziest times. Serial killer on a multi multi year uh, uh, piece of pizza uh, evidence, but yet you can't figure out whose bag of cocaine it was. I mean, just call me foolish, but I can't, I can't, I can't justify that one in my military brain. Oh, and they also had found marijuana in the White House. Oh, and it's not the first time. Yeah, That's so, the other thing, little brother. Not the first time. And it's it's just weird to me that they've. Uh, this is the first time that I know of in American history they're finding all these drugs in the White House. Yeah. And it happens to be a, a 50. How old is Hunter? 53, 54, 55? Somewhere around there, yeah, about 54, I think. Dang, he's my age, and he looks like, he, he looked like he's old enough to be my oh, grandpa. My Oh, my God. And the work they had to do on that boy. I like the money that they put into him just to make him look that good. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, right? But, you know, it, it's just it's crazy. So that's why, ladies and gentlemen, that, that right there is another reason that I just stopped competing and started doing, you know, training people in the tactical combatives and uh, trying to make sure that we just had people, you know, ready. For whatever, uh, because I, I, you know, it's it's hard to tell what is what is what in the world of uh, war. It, the the whole concept is to uh, disinformation. That's that's the whole that's the whole thing. You say one thing, do another, and that's what it is. And it's just like when I train my fighters, I tell them fighting is the most pure form of lying. Because you want to lie to your opponent the whole yeah. time you're in the ring, you you don't want them to know anything you're doing. You want every yeah. movement you make to be a lie and be yeah. um, false, and it's, something else is taking place behind that. And that's well, how you win. Uncle Bill says he's got three kicks, and you don't know which one it is because he's hit it. Yeah, until it's too late. Well, I bet As I know. You do yourself. I bet I know. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the whole thing, and that's the way we've always taught our kicks is all our kicks look the same, not just three, but all our kicks look the same exactly. coming out of the gate. Uh, but, you know, that's it's deception, you know, and, and uh, yeah. that's that's one of the big things, and that's what you have to do, and that's what, you know, goes on in the world, and then especially in war and stuff like that. Um, you know, everything has to be a lie and everything has to be disinformation because you can't just tell your, you just can't tell your, uh, opponent what you're going to do. But we, ladies and gentlemen, we are at a very, very critical time in the United States when we have, uh, the stuff going on that is going on far as, uh, the digital currency, which, you know, could be controlled or, or will be controlled you know control us and the things that they put into place for the digital currency and i've not heard any news organizations even talking about it and it's rolled out on the 18th and nobody's saying anything that's why when i say i heard you know we had shot down a jet and a, and a helicopter the news has not said anything but they've not said anything about this other stuff either really uh, they put out some emails and some texts where you could go to their website and read it, but they didn't vocalize it on the news. So uh, it's just uh, it's just crazy that that kind of stuff is is not being talked about. So it's not it's not unheard of that they wouldn't speak of uh, a pending war or things escalating 
even though they talk about all the traffic and all those soldiers that we're sending over to that region to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep the peace as it is, but uh, well, they have so many smoke screens out there; it's hard to decipher. Well, and that's what never clear on anything. And that's what you want, and that would be great if we could trust our government. But unfortunately, exactly. we we're at a time. We're at a different different era. We're not in the Ronald Reagan era. And, you know, Ronald Reagan had said that they will come a day when we're completely yeah. taken over and it'll be without anything because we've just come complacent within. and it'll just be from within and they'll just take right over because everybody wants to take that wait-and-see attitude. Well, yep. uh, they're going to give you digital currency. Well, I'm going to wait and see, see how, you know, it might not be too bad. It might be all right, you know. It might be a good thing. Well, yeah, it might. It might be, and it also might be the worst thing ever. It might turn you into a slave, which is what it's geared to do exactly. if you look up what what it's going to be. And, uh, well, it's what they're doing to the Chinese. I mean, we've already got the blueprint already out there. Well, they've, uh, yeah, and China's been doing that for a long time, and China's built those 15-minute yeah. cities, and that's what they want to do here. And, and Joe Biden said we want to, you know, pattern ourselves after China, so – Obviously, they are looking at China as a model, even though uh, China is for China and taking over the United States. So everybody well, has their agenda. I think he's thinking Chinese food. I don't even. I don't even know if he's uh, uh, able to uh, deduce any of that. Well, the thing of it is, is they're all talking about the new world order, and they all say yes. moving into a new world order, and it's not. Yes. It's not. This is not conspiracy theory anymore, ladies and gentlemen. This stuff is coming to pass. It used to be, hey, they might do a digital dollar. Well, no, now they're definitely going to be rolling one out. Um, They've been working on it for a decade. Oh, yeah. And, you know. stuff for decades. So if you think about it, if they're able to do that overseas and in Africa right now where they're rolling it out all across Africa and just switching everybody to it and they're just – walking up and they're just they're just mounding the money up in big piles and just burning it i mean just burning all the currency they're just collecting it and just just burning it um and going to a digital dollar if those countries can do it uh you can bet the united states is going to do it because those countries tried it and failed but once the united states got in there the united states spent billions helping them to be able to go to a digital dollar. Now, why would the United States spend billions of dollars helping these other countries to be able to go digital and then not be going digital themselves? Uh, this is something that they're doing to move the whole world into one currency where everybody can be controlled. And, um, you know, some people, you, you like we say, the naysayers and the wait-and-seers and the uh, reliers where they're relying on other people, to uh protect them and do the stuff for them up oh, i see yep there you back yep i'm back yep okay so they're uh they're uh you know the 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 wait and seers and the um reliers where they're relying on other people to do the work for them and collect the food for them do this i mean it's gonna be a sad day for a lot of people but all we can do is uh is you know what I would tell everyone out there is is pray for peace but prepare for war, and that's what you that's what you have to do, and um, that's what that's what God wants you to do. 
And, you know, it's like Ronald Reagan said in his speech, do you think Moses, that he could have told the the Jews to, you know, remain slaves to, to no. You know, that's 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 not that's not what what God intended and that's not what God intends for us. But that's what the powers to be has intended for for everyone. And um, and anybody that thinks that the government is out to help you, then, you know, you're that special kind of stupid that I talked about before. A hundred percent agree, little brother. But I think it's also part of their plan is because if they can get everybody working on emotions like they have for at least the last you know, 20 years, I mean, because all this stuff didn't happen overnight. They they drilled it in. They taught it. Now everybody talks about emotions rather than facts. You can't debate anybody anymore because if you try to debate and actually fix a problem, then you're a racist, a homophobe, or this or that. I can't even thing. count the ways I'm a racist. I mean, even though I'm not a racist, but the list oh, is no. so long, I can't but even. It's, but it's because we're Americans. We, we don't we don't we don't play those games. You get what you, what you ask for, and you know we're the most peaceful, the most, uh, but we're also the most deadly. So leave us, just let us be, let us be able to work out things, let's be able to produce, and you know let's let us help other people, but they won't do that because even if you help somebody else, you have an interior motive. Oh no, you're trying to dictate them. Well, no, I'm trying to teach them how to how to you know, feed themselves or fix something. Well, definitely there's a storm brewing and there's a storm coming. And, I, you know, I want everyone out there to uh, pray and, um, yes, you know, just, just praying, is, bag ready. praying is what we need to do and just, just be ready, just be prepared. And like I say, you got to prepare for all situations. You know, our patch on our uniforms is an octagon which stands for open and closed on all eight sides, which means we can defend on all eight sides and we can attack from all eight sides, and that's what it stands for. And, uh, you know, so you you just got to be ready all the way around. And I always tell people two is one, one is none, and you have to be ready for, for everything. Um, just like in an MMA fight, you can't just go in there and say, I'm going to rely on my stand-up or I'm just going to rely on my ground game. You gotta be re- you gotta be very well rounded and make sure you're ready to go wherever it is, um, and that's the way it has to be. Adapt, improvise, and overcome. And if you just yep. sit back and wait, and then something happens, then you're caught with your pants down. Then that's not that's not going to be good for you, and nope. that's not what God intended. He gives us eyes to see, and He puts people in your path to tell you what may be coming or at least give you a hint of my what might be coming so that you have that chance to prepare and uh then if you don't take that then you know it's on you but you know if you're a male and you're a christian then your first and foremost obligation should be to make sure that your family is prepared and ready for anything that comes your way not uh well we'll just do whatever they tell us um, that's what sheep do. And if you want to be a sheep, that's fine because sheep get sheared uh, and sheep also get slaughtered. So you want to be a sheep, get ready to be sheared and slaughtered. So uh, that's a that's a triple S, 
So you'll be a sheep that's sheared and slaughtered, and uh, they don't have to go looking for sheep because sheep stand right where you leave them, and they just eat and just graze along and do what they're told. And when they get lined up, they get get shaved off. They use them to get their wool. They use them for all kinds of stuff. And then when they get done with them, boom, they execute them and take the meat. They take the sheep. They get rid of it. Right, and so if you want to be living and eating fake Bill Gates meat and eating bug meat and taking a digital dollar and kissing the government's ass, then you go right ahead and do that. But Kua Kua Su, the Nunahi, will not be doing that. Uh, So with that being said, bro, I'll let you... uh, Also with that, though, the only time I'm ever going to look weak is when I'm strong. Right. Right. Yep. So... Uh, I'll let you go ahead and 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 uh, say your goodbyes, and we'll we'll wrap the show up. And uh, okay, little brother, that'll be. Well, thank you, everybody, and uh, thank you very much, Wolverine, my dear little brother. Uh, and uh, once again, it was a pleasure being with you, everybody. Ganada, uh, hey, hurrah, hurrah, and. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wolverine, where we say what we mean, mean what we say, and say what needs to be said. Hope you enjoyed the show. I know we got off on a little tangent just talking about uh, titles and things of that nature, but, you know, it's good to just uh, talk about something else. And, uh, you know, maybe martial artists out there that are listening probably agreeing with uh, some of the stuff. But uh, remember, uh, keep your training tactical, your hand-to-hand combat tactical, Keep your K-bar and your tomahawk sharp. Keep your weapon clean, concealed, and ready to deploy. And America, stay safe. And remember, pray for peace, but prepare for war. Until next time, Wolverine out. Hooah! Spartans! What is your profession? Let's go!